The first Market Plus was in 2006, and we're still here. This is the Friday, November 11, 2022 version of the Market Analysis segment from Market to Market. We are taping this program early to allow our staff to observe Veterans Day. The nearby wheat contract lost 44 cents, while the December corn contract cut 28 cents. USDA raised corn and bean yields with little change to stocks this week. The January soybean contract shed 39 cents. December meal sold off 16.30 per ton. December cotton decreased 55 cents per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, December class three milk futures rallied $1.17. The livestock market was higher. December cattle added 143. January feeders improved 207. And the December lean hog contract expanded by $1.90. In the currency markets, the U.S. dollar index dropped 269 ticks. December crude oil lost 626 per barrel. COMEX gold strengthened 75.30 per ounce. And the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index weakened more than 26 points to finish at 638.60. Joining us now to provide some insight, our senior market analyst, Mr. John Roach. Hey, John. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm all right. The uh, wheat contract, though, not all right. Uh, This has been a fall. Normally, we've been looking at the dollar in comparison. The dollar falls, but so does wheat. Are those two done being tied to each other? Well, uh, they certainly are tied to each other, but they don't have to be tied immediately on that day. Um, uh, the other side of the of the issue is that uh, the wheat market's been under pressure here. Uh, we've had the um, uh, Black Sea region, uh, Ukraine, uh, uh, with their grain corridor able to ship grain, uh, shipping it at a faster pace uh, than what was anticipated. And as you can imagine, when you're holding an inventory in a war zone, uh, you're trying to move it as quickly as you can. Um, and this week, um, uh, when that corridor opened back up, um, uh, we started to see the movements. There's 90 ships, or almost 90 ships, that are lined up ready to load. Uh, and uh, and a lot of that will be wheat that's coming out. And you also have Russia with a very big crop, and they're doing the same thing. They're, they're moving it out quickly uh, when they get the opportunities. And let's not uh, maybe look too far past the rains falling in Argentina, also contributing to the global stack. Is that part of it, too? Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, the uh, The biggest problem we have in Argentina is they really uh, are struggling there uh, to get enough rain. They did, but they did get some rain, um, and um, and so uh, the wheat market uh, and we have some rain forecast into uh, the southern part of our winter wheat belt, uh, and uh, and so we're. Uh, we're getting a market that uh, that's coming under pressure. We actually have buy signals on wheat uh, here. The last, uh, I think, we're about three days into a buy signal. Uh, so uh, what we're recommending to customers is, is now's the time if you want to come back and reown wheat for any reason. Uh, now's the time to be a buyer of wheat. U- utilize this sell-off uh, uh, in order to pick up some inventory. We could go uh, completely about what your buy signals mean, uh, but I guess I want to ask: Is there What's the bottom range of this wheat contract? Because to me, with your buy, you think an end is in sight, possibly, for this fall? I think so. I, th- I think we're not far from that bottom. And uh, uh, and I, my concern is, look at your wheat rating here in the United States. We're, uh, we're well below uh, the percentage of the crop rated good to excellent compared to normal. I think we're 20, sub, 21 or 22% uh, in poor quality. Uh, and uh, we have a... A Black Sea region that, although they're 
their uh, crops are pretty good this year, the Russian crop particularly. Uh, the Black Sea region is going to struggle in order to uh, raise this size of crop next year. It's going to be very hard for Ukrainian farmers in a war zone to be able to come up with the money and come up with uh, everything they need in order to raise crops. Uh, so so we think we're at, uh, at the stage here where uh, we're getting a lot of the bad news into the marketplace right now. You also have a buy mark or a buy signal in uh, corn. Uh, we, we do. Uh, uh, another I think, today we ended, I think, five straight days in a row of lower closes. How much more low do we have in this? Well, we're right down on support level and we, the market needs to hold right in here. Uh, we've been in a really broad trading range and we've expanded to the lower side of that trading range here this week. And um, and it needs to hold or else we're going to run into some more technical selling. But uh, uh, same thing. Uh, we're, we think that uh, as you're wrapping up harvest in the United States, uh, you're, you're getting a push into the market. Uh, we also have the Mississippi River that's uh, that's uh, low and, and causing problems with shipment. Uh, and uh, and you have export business. that's been really, really slow. And we we think we're looking at kind of all the bad news right now, and we think the news can get better as we move on into the winter months. Well, we maybe did get a little bit of good news this week. Uh, the rail strike that was potential for November 19 has been pushed a couple weeks later into December. Is that enough of us to, to start a little more uh, positive news, John? I think that helps. And we've also seen some moisture, and we've seen the uh, uh, the barge rates uh uh, relax a little bit on the Mississippi, and and until uh, 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 so we have some opportunity here, maybe to get uh, uh, some shipments uh, increased a little bit. Um, uh, but you have to make a harvest low somewhere, and uh, we think that we're in the process of doing that. All right. Well, Shane in Bloomfield, Nebraska, has a question for you. Uh, maybe not necessarily about the harvest low, but just about the low in general. He's asking seven dollar corn. May as well be 350 corn with record inputs. And he's asking, should producers sell grain and buy the inputs like fertilizers and chemical this fall or wait until spring for grain sales and input purchases? And he's saying all of this with attention to interest rates. I think that the, um, uh, uh, the purchase of, of fertilizer, uh, you know, we, the prices have come down some, uh, but we think that it can come down some more, actually. So we're, we're slow in buying uh, spring fertilizer needs, and we really don't like to sell corn this time of year. I mean, when I look at the calendar, it's November. That's the wrong time of year to sell corn. Um, there, uh, we have to raise a crop in the southern hemisphere, and right now we have Argentina with their dry conditions, and and they're uh, they're only about twenty five percent planted. Uh, and when you look at the corn exports, uh, the uh, combination of South American exports uh, are bigger than United States exports. And so um, Argentina is an important supplier to the world, and they've got a problem starting. Uh, and we won't know about the Brazilian crop until, of course, uh, it's the second crop mostly. We won't know about that until the spring. So uh, it's not time to go out and make sales um, uh, out of fear, if you will, uh, in my opinion. So we're actually on the other side. We're thinking if you're in the livestock business or if you want to reown corn that you sold earlier that you couldn't store, this is a time to be doing that. In the bean market, we have a USDA report that came out this week. They talked about uh, there was a little change in yield production and ending stocks. Did but come Thursday, when we recorded this, Thursday was a tough day. Doesn't seem to be fallout from USDA. What seems to be the fallout here in soybeans? 
Well, interestingly enough, um, uh, uh, today's decline took us out of the sell zone. We've been selling beans all week. Uh, started last week actually selling beans, cleaning up the beans you couldn't store, and uh, selling beans in order to make cash flow needs uh, with an idea that the market has some pressure coming. Uh, the crop is going in in pretty good shape in, uh, in Brazil. Uh, it's a great big crop, according to the current estimates, if they get it all planted. Um, there's liable to be some kind of weather worry at some point, but at least right now, uh, the um, uh, uh, Brazilian crop uh, is in really good shape. And so that's putting pressure on the market uh, as we're wrapping up harvest in the United States, again, with the problems of the river. And uh, the Argentine bean crop still has a long season to it yet. So it's really, uh, although it's not getting planted as, as rapidly as normal, there's still plenty of time to get that done. It's a little more dicey with corn in Argentina. Did the those who have uh, bowl party decorations, are they putting those away right now? Uh, you mentioned that uh, we're not going to be selling as much now. What's the range here on beans? Is this bowl event done? Well, I think it is for a moment. Uh, I mean, today's break took uh, bean prices uh, uh, down below the 20-day moving average. That, uh, by our way of thinking, that puts it into an official downtrend. Uh, we're not down near the low of the trading range on soybeans. So we think that the, the market has some room to the downside, uh, and it could be 20 to maybe as much as 50 cents a bushel. Okay. Although I'm not sure that that's maybe a little bit stretching a little bit, but, uh, but it certainly has that kind of possibility to it. Everything in the bean market over the period of the next 90 days is going to depend on what happens in Brazil and their crop. Okay. Um, you kind of teased it a little bit. You knew we were going to talk livestock. You've done this show a time or two. Uh, livestock up this week. People seem to be taking advantage of buying opportunities. You know, you mentioned, uh, I asked you about the dollar and the direct correlation. Lower grain doesn't always mean higher livestock, but December cattle this week did okay. Why? Um, we think that they deserve to be okay. I mean, this is a time of year when we tend to have a, a stronger cattle market. Uh, in fact, as in November is kind of our uh, optimum time to be putting hedges on in the spring or sp for spring cattle. Uh, we're not doing that yet. Uh, we actually were buyers of cattle uh, expecting higher prices. Uh, the uh, exports have been have been good, um, although the USDA lowered the export forecast in the report on uh, Wednesday um, that we've been running uh, well ahead of what expectations were. Uh, the numbers are uh, tight out forward, we think. Uh, and um, to give you an idea about what, what the market thinks, the, what we call the cattle crush, which is uh, the results if you buy feeder cattle, buy uh, corn and, and sell fat cattle, uh, is running uh, somewhere in, in above 95% of the best that it has been in the last 10 years. So uh, there's some optimism there in the marketplace, uh, uh, in, um, uh, and, and we think it's justifiable. Uh, we think the, the cattle market moves higher. Uh, one of the things in the, in the livestock industry to, to remember is that uh, uh, protein um, supplies uh, and prices uh, there's there's comparisons here, and so we talked about the the problems with bird flu, uh, and uh, prices have have moved up substantially. Uh, we think that uh, cattle prices, uh, although it doesn't really go straight across like that, it has more impact on pork prices. It still has impact on protein. Okay, what about the protein called hogs? Uh... Where do you see that? Because China keeps saying we're going to stick to this zero COVID policy. That doesn't sound like reopening to help the hog market. 
the uh, uh, they when they come in and buy, they buy a, a quite a little bit, and then they disappear for quite a while. They've been selling uh, pork out of their inventory, uh, and uh, and yet the prices there are uh, record high. And so um, we think that they'll be into our market. Uh, the, the demand has been a little bit sluggish uh, for pork, but we think it will, will come alive. Uh, we also noticed that the, the weights are down from last year, which is unusual to have to have lighter weights this time of year as you're coming out of the growing out of the summer and you put the the, the fresh feed to the to hogs and normally we have a problem with weights and we're not having that we're very current in the in the hog industry um the the, uh, the packers margins are a little bit tough in here but uh again we think we have increased demand out forward uh and um, and less competition uh in the po- protein and so so okay. we're optimistic of the hog market all right Thank you so much, John. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Paul. All right, we're going to put a pause on this analysis and we'll continue with John and answer more of your submitted questions in our Market Plus segment. You can find that on our website of markettomarket.org in podcast form and also on YouTube. And all of these resources, they are free. We also leave our email inbox open for you to write about your thoughts on the program, ideas for stories, or just general correspondence. The address is market-to-market at iowapbs.org. Next week, we'll look at drones delivering an unusual package. Thanks for watching. Have a great week.